blip 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 Star Wars fans and move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 158 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And this is Gabe. And this week's episode, it's all about DJ. <laughs> the enigmatic mystery man. Possible descendant of Mungo Baobab himself. We're going to be going into a little bit of DJ history, DJ mania that was happening a couple years ago. Who is DJ? And then what, what everyone out there is looking forward to the great DJ line battle. What DJ line reigns supreme in the the, the weird world of DJ lines? Yeah, we're going to get get your turntables out because there's going to be a DJ battle. So <laughs> we're going to scratch that itch that everybody has. Oh, I wish there was more news before we get going, but it's 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 getting it's getting weird out there. <laughs> yeah, at this point, no news is news. Oh, yeah. Remember when we thought JJ was going to be different this time? I feel like this is the least we know about a new Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> the fans are like animals in a zoo and they have not been fed since August 1st. They're starting to eat each other. Yeah, people, are, people will bite anything. Anything that has to do with Episode Nine. anything that's even remotely close to a clue that can tell us anything about what's happening. <laughs> you just see a, a a letter x somewhere you just your brain puts a an i in front of it and you're like that's that's episode nine stuff right it's it's a sign <laughs> yeah. anthony daniels is dropping cryptic things on twitter it's people get frustrated but i i would like to counter that and say a reminder that we're living in the golden time because in a matter of months from now we're going to be up to our necks in tv spots 
and commercials and T-shirts at Target and spoilers. And right now we know nothing and people are flipping out over Anthony Daniels tweets. <laughs> these, these are the times we live for. We're getting close to the breaking point. It's, it's only, what, 40 days of celebration or 50 days or something. So it's going to be overload. So, yeah, we should, be, we should be enjoying the quiet times. Have dinner with your family. Tell them you love them. Spend time with your loved ones before things get really insane. <laughs> Through this period of madness, I'd like to take a moment to recognize a new feature here on Blast Points, something I, I, th- I think we could do more often. Great moments in Star Wars fan history. And for our first installment of Great Moments in Star Wars Fan History, let's look to about a week ago, Tuesday, February 5th, 2019. That was the day of the Bob Iger Disney Corporation Investors Call. I don't even know how many Star Wars fans tuned in online to listen to a bunch of people talk about profits and... (laughs) A lot of people got a, got some uh, some business education, learned a lot about stuff they probably didn't really care about. But now now they know they're that much more wise about the world and the way Disney shareholders are in stocks and money. Clinging to the, any hope of an idea that we'll get any kind of information about Star Wars Episode Nine. Bob Iger, you know, he really hasn't been doing this for very long. So, like, maybe he'll be like, he'll get confused and he'll slip up and say something he's not supposed to. Maybe he'll trip and hit his head and just start saying Star Wars news. It's something to be really excited about. The ending of Episode Nine: Ben Solo and Rey hold hands on Tatooine, and Luke's ghost gives them a corned beef sandwich. It could have happened. And and if you and if you weren't listening, you would have missed out. So everyone just wanted to make sure. I was listening live, like a dum dum. I made myself like a fancy coffee. I had some pretzels. I had a pad of paper sitting out with a pen, like ready to write down any chunky bits. Uh, Or you had to write like your medical history in case you had to have your daughter call the ambulance. A post-it note with call 911 and just put it on my forehead when I fall over backwards in the chair. But you listened to the last one and there there was news about the TV shows, right? So it wasn't completely... Ridiculous for people to think there would be some information during the shareholder call. That's what happened. I mean, the last one, that's when we found out totally out of the blue about the Cassian Andor show. So now I think that set an unrealistic precedent that at these Bob Iger action-packed thrill-a-minute phone calls, that's when we're going to get the real... Star Wars juice <laughs> because yeah why would why would they release stuff on you know the official website or the Star Wars show or the Twitter or any of that kind of stuff when the true fans 1-800 true fan is uh, listening to the shareholder meeting so well, the funny thing is too like I don't think it was just lunatics listening to this call no this time seemed like everybody everybody got the fever and uh, Anthony Daniels tweets probably didn't help and yeah, everyone just being starved for info didn't help. But yeah, it seemed more like maybe the crazies were doing it before, but now everybody was like, well, yeah, it sounds like fun. At, at this point, they could be like, if you stare at the sun for 10 minutes straight, 
You can find out the title for episode nine. We we had it printed on the surface of the sun. If you stare long enough, it will burn itself into your eyes. <laughs> Be like, I figured it out how you can do it and not destroy your eyeballs. Maybe it's not even going to have a title. It might not. You know, that JJ, he's a trick. He's a trickster. It could have no title. Hopefully by the, I think we say in every single episode, by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be announced, but I still stand by my theory that it'll be an announcement, filming is done, and here's the title. But they have to finish filming first. Who knows when that will happen? There's too much good stuff. It's their last chance to put all the good stuff in, so they're going to just keep filming forever. If it means that Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be the forever Star Wars movie and will forever be in the movie theater watching it, I'm fine with that. My one complaint always with Star Wars movies is that they end. It might be the that's the Disney secret maybe going forward instead of worrying about all these. Is it a Star Wars story? Is it an episode number? The movie just starts and they keep filming and they keep adding more scenes and it's just plays forever. Until the earth burns up into the sun, basically. <laughs> I can't wait for the next Bob Iger investors call because it's <laughs> red hot excitement. Well, and maybe that will be our uh, the next uh, great moment in Star Wars fan history. Will it be the next Bob Iger call? We'll have to wait and see. It's Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi. With R2-D2 and C-3PO. There's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. actor and creature performer details from a few of these Star Wars movies set in a galaxy far, far away. And you're listening to Blast Points Podcast with Jason and Gabe. May the force be with you. All right, so let's talk about DJ. DJ. <laughs> they officially did DJ stands for don't join. Is that what the, the official what we can take away now over a year later? Yes. Didn't it say DJ on his hat or his ring or something? Like it was written somewhere on his body. I, th- I think I want to say it was on his hat. And that was something that people that had like the Funko Pop or something discovered. He doesn't have a name. It stands for don't join. I mean, he might have a name, but we don't know what it is. He's a man of mystery. He was right away when Benicio Del Toro was announced that he was playing a part in... Star Wars Episode Eight. People started to go crazy. There were tons of theories, lots of ideas. Was he going to be a First Order officer? Was he going to be a Knights of Ren? Was he going to be Ray's parents? The mother and the father. Was he going to be part of the Resistance? Was he going to be an alien? Was he going to be a droid? People were really big on the idea that he was Ezra. He was Ezra Bridger. Which he might still be Ezra Bridger, as far as we know. There were, remember there was all those pictures with like, well, look at the scars. Yeah. If Snoke's not going to be Ezra Bridger, the DJ better be. I was reading an old article from before Last Jedi came out, and it was all just talking about like the secret 
to the connection between Ezra and Benicio Del Toro's DJ is in the eyes. And they have like these breakdowns of like close up of cartoon Ezra's eyes. It's that story group. They're making everything all connect. <laughs> Again, the golden times before episode eight. But the fun thing with DJ is he actually turned out to be, I think, even weirder than anyone thought he was going to be and way different than anyone imagined he was going to be. So good job to Benicio for keeping it keeping it crazy. Remember when they announced his character, too, and they said that the the letters DJ stood for something? Yes. And there was like months of like, uh, I'm pretty convinced it's Dark Jedi. Maybe it's Dad Jedi. Because he's Ray's dad and he's a Jedi. Dentist Juice. Drunk Jawa. Donut Jouster. Delicious Jujubees. Delightful Jamoka Shake. See, I would be really in, wait, I would be really into a delightful Jamoka Shake. Maybe DJ is sponsored by Arby's and his pockets are full of curly fries. He's got the horsey sauce and the red Arby sauce. The sweet, the sweet sauce. That was that. Maybe that's the whole secret to Last Jedi and the whole like red and white color scheme. Is it's all about Arby's and the two sauces, the the sweet red sauce and the spicy horsey white sauce. And crate is really just a giant planet covered in Arby's sauce. <laughs> it's true. It's it's a layer of the horsey with some of the Arby sauce underneath. Yeah, and then the core of the planet is just sweet sliced roast beef. The Resistance guy. Takes a little taste. Pfft, horsey sauce. It's disgusting. <laughs> I could use a beef and cheddar right now. After we've done this battle, I have to go straight to the bathroom. Maybe that's they were hoping the First Order would just get distracted by sauce and then all end up in the bathroom. <laughs> the big First Order laser was actually just trying to get to the beef and cheddars underground. Or that they needed to get into the Rebel base because that was the only place there was a bathroom. <laughs> Hurry! Just get the Death Star laser. Let's get in there. I have to go real bad. (laughs) So anyway, DJ. DJ. Yeah. So there's never been a character quite like DJ in Star Wars. I mean, he's... He's like a crook. He's a criminal. He's but he's weirdly noble, extremely goofy. Tells pretty much the truth that the characters don't want to hear. Unlike Han Solo and some of like the scoundrels or Lando or people like that, he's just actually really just in it for himself. If anything, maybe he's he's more like a Hondo. Except for even Hondo has his moments of where he's a little bit sweeter and kinder than he should be, which we never really got to that point with DJ. In The Last Jedi, when they are on Snoke's ship, if they wouldn't have gotten caught, DJ would kind of be looked at as a hero because he got them in there. We might have got a, a medal ceremony at the end where he would be wearing the Master Codebreaker suit and they put a red plum plume on his lapel. But, they, you know, they did get caught, and DJ cut a deal, and he got out of there. But Well, but also what's neat with DJ, and it's more blatant maybe than in some of the other movies, too, is just how much Rose and DJ were like the angel and the devil on Finn's shoulder. And Rose was there to push Finn to be a better person, and DJ was there to convince Finn that he doesn't need to change and that he needs to worry about himself. 
And it was kind of that, yeah, that like stereotypical devil on one shoulder, little angel on the other, constantly talking into Finn's ear, trying to convince them to, to go their way. I almost think of it kind of as like DJ's lesson for Finn is what's the better fight for yourself or for a greater cause? And it's, it's kind of after DJ kind of takes off on his own, kind of like what Finn was going to do in Force Awakens. Like, hey, this isn't my fight. I'm getting out of here. Well, what's interesting with that almost is as much as he's teaching Finn the lesson of that it's better to have fight for the cause or than yourself, it's even more contrasting with what Rose ultimately teaches him, which it's actually more important to fight for your friends and people that you care about than even the cause. Because in the end, just fighting for the resistance, the resistance as a entity isn't necessarily any better than the first order. It's the people in the resistance, your friends and people that you care about that are the reason to fight. This angel and devil on both shoulders kind of theme is one of the many themes going on in The Last Jedi. Same thing's going on with Rey. Right. With Luke and the and the hole in the ground. You, you could say with Poe, what kind of leader is he going to be and completely missing what Holdo is trying, kind of trying to teach him and kind of rebelling against that? Especially with Kylo as well. I mean, Kylo has as much as Rey, the choice between Rey and friendship and companionship and goodness or Snoke and the dark side and loneliness and only caring about himself. And I guess Luke as well, right? Yeah, so that is kind of the theme. Luke goes from only worrying about his self and his own pity, as a, or does he want to help Ray and his sister and everyone else? And the galaxy. <laughs> so it's all there in DJ. <laughs> yeah, when DJ just kind of acts. It's like he's one of these characters that possibly came into Last Jedi. Good chance probably they won't be back in the next one. Kind of like Holdo, DJ is kind of there for our characters to move to the next level, to get them to wherever they're going to be in nine, whatever's going to be going on in that the crazy thing. Because I don't think, do you see DJ coming back? I don't know. I don't. I don't think he would, but I think if he did come back, I could see that working and I could see people being into that. I don't know. He doesn't need to come back, but you don't always get what you need. <laughs> sometimes it's fun just to get what you want um because it's almost like if you go back to lando like did lando need to come back in return of the jedi yes i mean i guess they set it up an empire that he was going to and is what lando did worse or better than what dj did i guess lando does come around at the end of empire and try to help them where dj is just out of there dj didn't have a lobot he didn't have like the conscience of Pressing the wrist buttons, awakening Lobot, and Lobot kind of putting the plan into motion. That's actually a good point to bring up, though, is th that is a big difference between our other scoundrels is the other scoundrels in Star Wars did have a a better half to kind of push them in the right path. Han had Chewie to tell him he was a, being stupid, and Lando had Lobot, where DJ really is his own man out for himself. He doesn't have a... He doesn't even have a droid that's uh, giving him advice or making him second guess himself or a crew. Or if you want to compare it to like Hondo, who is another 
maybe a little bit crueler scoundrel. He at least has a crew and people that he's taking care of and responsible for, where DJ is really only 100% out for himself, worrying about himself and caring about himself. I could see DJ coming back on Resistance. Once we get into maybe season two of Resistance, if it goes kind of like what we, we've been talking about, where season two is that sweet spot in between The Last Jedi and episode nine. I imagine if DJ did show up, and even if he had like a droid counter, like buddy at this time, but if DJ kind of after the events of The Last Jedi was kind of like, um, I'll help you fight the First Order, you know, kind of maybe if he felt kind of bad. That would be kind of cool and a neat way to kind of work DJ into it. Because I could see DJ just kind of randomly showing up on the Colossus, too. And that's a good point. Just it would be interesting since we got so much of the crossover with the movies with Rebels and Rogue One, um, other than just having, well, I mean, we do have Poe and Leia and Phasma and potentially Kylo. So, I mean, I guess there is already quite a bit of crossover with Resistance, but we could get hold, we could get Holdo, we could get DJ. Master Codebreaker can show up. If Holdo's going to show up, she better show up pretty quick because time's running out. Why don't you can stop by and get a sandwich? Somebody could be like, is that the Battle of Typhon Belt, Holdo? Look at that sandwich. Now, Master Codebreaker and Lovey showing up on Resistance, that that just has to happen. Yeah, they can give a concert on the Colossus, right? Oh, he can fly in. He's got like, I imagine he's got like a white ship. Sorry, DJ. When Master Codebreaker shows up, We lose our minds a little bit, so we still love you, DJ. Hello, Mr. DJ. Codebreaker, thief, I can do it. Um, I can do it. Guys, I can do it. What do you say we get in to this DJ battle here's how this is going to happen folks we're going to pick each one of us a dj line and we're going to battle which line is better and then there's going to be a championship dj line battle at the end it's experimental it's wild and crazy just like dj gabe why don't don't you go first with a strike first with this dj line battle uh okay cold breaker (laughs) all right all right Here's mine. Got dog. <laughs> we're, we're starting out with the big guns here. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I like Codebreaker because it makes me think of Heartbreaker, Pat Benatar, Codebreaker, Heartbreaker. But I think Katoga wins because I have no idea what that means. And every time he says it, I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah, you go first this time. Uh, okay, here we go. Ah, oh, the needle left. Oh man, I I thought I I had the perfect clip to play, and now you kind of threw me off guard here. That's how DJ battles go. <laughs> Guys, I want to keep helping, but no something, no doing. Mine rhymes, but I think you won again. I think the howl of the howl of excitement uh, wins every time. Hey, when he's coming down those stairs, the stutter is just on point. Uh... 
right, all right. Let's see who formerly owns this gorgeous hunk. It's not every day someone says gorgeous hunk in a Star Wars movie, so let's see what you got. I'm, I'm hitting hard here. I'm, I'm <laughs> if the price is right, I can break you into old man Snook's boudoir. Oh, oh, oh. What is the, the bigger Star Wars treat, gorgeous hunk or boudoir? <laughs> in. Oh. You know, and I didn't even think about until I listened to all these lines out of context. I didn't even think about the the gorgeous hunk. DJ really when you when you start, you know, analyzing it, he has the best some of the best lines in all of all of the saga. Line by line, it could be the best. Except for maybe 99 and 21B. Okay, so boudoir or gorgeous hunk. Oh, uh, I think you won again. I I think you're uh, you're unstoppable today. And uh, if the price is right, I can break you into old man Snook's boudoir. Okay, uh, do I go first? Yeah. There's one I'm saving for later. I got like a I, maybe you know what it is. I'm throwing one out though. Here we go. This is a good one. Finn. Let me learn you something big. All right. Oh, take it easy, Big F. They blow you up today, you blow them up tomorrow. It's just business. The Battle of the Thin Lines. You might have the upper hand in this one. I really like Big F. Get a little uh, old solo big deal callback there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Big F. You got it with Big F. Making a comeback here. All right. Take it easy, Big F. They blow you up today, you blow them up tomorrow. It's just business. Let's see. All right, let's try this one. Looking or approach, we should be off their scopes. Okay, okay. Uh... Yeah, man. <laughs> That's a tough one. I like cloaking our scope, cloaking our approach, because it's like he's singing. It, yeah, it's it's got a it's got a lyrical quality to it. Can, can you really beat Yeah Man? It's almost Huda Man, Yoda Man. We're like getting dangerously close to that. What do you think, Yeah Man? Yeah, I think Yeah Man wins. Yeah Man. We've got five winners so far. Okay, here we go. What? <laughs> All right, I I will counter that with what. Oh, it's like a wizard battle here. <laughs> How do you beat what with what? Who wins? Let's play them each again. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta re, I gotta reevaluate this. Okay, wait a minute. What? What? I, I think that's a draw. I think we, I think we, uh, I successfully parried your attack there, and we are have a standoff on that one. <laughs> okay. All right, you go first. Sorry, I just couldn't help but overhear all the stuff that you were saying really loudly while I was trying to sleep. It's a, it's a really good one. The grumpy DJ is hard to beat, and that's like, that's Panaka territory DJ right there. And you're welcome. Oh, that's, that's almost as grumpy. I'm a big fan of backwards hat DJ, too. Uh... 
I don't know. The, yours was really it's our first exposure to DJ, and we're first like, what's going on here? <laughs> I think I, I think I won that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just couldn't help but overhear all the stuff that you were saying really loudly while I was trying to sleep. All right, your turn. I'm throwing out the big one here. I'm playing for keeps. Bleep, blappity, bloop. I slipped right through. Oh. All right, all right. You went for the blip, blappity, bloop. Laying all the cards out on the table. All right, that's uh, my only chance is... Uh... Me and the first order codage go way back. When will we ever hear anyone say codage again in a Star Wars movie? Somebody might say blip, blappity, bloop, but no one's going to say codage. It's true. True. Yeah. I, blip, blappity, bloop is unstoppable. <laughs> uh, when DJ writes his biography, it's going to be called blip, blappity, bloop. If I can't get a t-shirt at Celebration in Chicago that says blip, blappity, bloop, then I don't know if it's worth going to. <laughs> we might as well just throw our tickets in the trash. Blue. I slipped right through. All right. You go. Your turn. All right. Uh... Is that Haitian smelt? Okay. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Not what I was expecting, but that was the perfect response to that one. Haitian smelt just rolls off the tongue, though. It almost makes me hungry. I know. Anytime I see anyone do with anything on their plate, is that Haitian smelt? <laughs> Maybe I need to drive through Arby's. Give me a Jamocha shake and one of those Haitian smelt sandwiches. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, sir. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. I'll just drive off. Do, do you have any blip blappity bloop t-shirts for sale here? <laughs> So you sound now you sound like the my waitress at Denny's when I tried to get the like twin sons breakfast skillet or whatever <laughs> and she looked at me like I was crazy. I'm I am so sorry. I'm holding the menu right here. Why isn't this in there? It's from Star Wars. So we got this other Star Wars stuff. We got the reactor core pancake. We're maybe or Haitian smelt. I think I think uh I don't know. I think you outsmarted me on that one. Maybe maybe pretty much beats anything. That may have that may have been able to beat blip bloppity bloop now that I think about it. I don't know. We're gonna we're getting we're gonna go into the championship mode. Oh, that's true. All right, all right. Alright, so we got one more. One more in the, the DJ battle. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, st- I'm still hitting hard here. I'm hitting hard. Don't let the rapper fool you, friend. Mmm. What, what do you got? That's something. I think that's something. I'm not going to argue. I need a win. I need some points. That's something. Championship round. Championship round. Snoke's Boudoir versus Katoga. Here's Snoke's Boudoir. And uh, if the price is right, I can break you into old man Snoke's Boudoir. Katoga. Boudoir or Katoga? I gotta go Boudoir. What do you think? All right, I'll go with Boudoir. Boudoir is our winner. Okay. Keep, keeping Star Wars classy. Boudoir. Okay, need a lift versus big F. Oh! 
write iTunes reviews. You know how it goes. You, you go on Apple Podcast, iTunes, whatever it's called, and you write a little something about the show, and we will read your review in an, on a show, on an episode, and that's what we're doing right here. We got a bunch to get through. What's our first one? So first is Simply the Best Star Wars Podcast by Zenoto. Zenoto. And they say, Blast Points is just pure fun. Even if you are a long-term and hardcore Star Wars fan, I challenge you to listen to this podcast. I'm always surprised to see how much I didn't know and the deep amount of details and research behind. This podcast is always positive and makes me laugh out loud from time to time. So if you're tired of braggers, complainers, superficial discussions, and you are looking for a high-quality production with one amazing special edition sound and THX digital sound and a few new surprises, here is definitely your place. <laughs> nice. <laughs> thank you, Zenodo, and thank you that that shout-out to that classic special edition trailer and a few new surprises. Both with newly enhanced visual effects. THX and digital sign. And a few new surprises. Like, oh my god, it's the Wampum! <laughs> the Star Wars Trilogy uh. Special Edition. You haven't seen anything till you've seen everything. Okay. This next one is from Travis A. Moore, and it's titled 100% Goofy, Knowledgeable, and Enjoyable Star Wars Discussion. I feel like I am listening to some of my best friends discuss all things Star Wars. The positivity and love the hosts feel for Star Wars is a breath, a breath of fresh air. Every time I see a new episode has been uploaded and I start listening, I am blown away. By the way, they design their show. Music, sound clips, topics, fun banter, ridiculous yet enjoyable celebrations of Star Wars characters. This is hands down the best Star Wars podcast that is out there. I hope they keep putting out content for a long time because I always look forward to Blast Points and I'd really miss it if it stopped. Thanks to the hosts for what you do. All right, Travis A. Moore. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. No, unless episode nine sets us on fire and we burn into ash, we will <laughs> still be here. And even then, the ash will put out a podcast and we'll have ash points and you can just hear dust blowing around. But we'll keep putting it out. That's like we said a million times, ghost points. will be, ooh, can you believe episode nine? <laughs> Where's that Ryan Johnson trilogy? Ooh. All right. Thank you, Travis. Travis Amor. All right. And now we have Too Accurate by Cad Bane's Bounty. Blast Points delivers one of the most entertaining and concise looks at Star Wars that I've come across yet. The research, the editing, the fun are all top notch. My place for deep dive entertainment. May the force be with you. Uh, thank you, Cad Bane's Bounty. Yeah, thank you. And last but not least, we've got one by Him Alpaca titled Phantom Menace Year. Right to the point, it says, this is fucking awesome. Rick McCallum. If you're going to quote the wonderful Rick McCallum, you can't get much better than that. No. Mm -mm. I think that's going to go on his tombstone, I hope. <laughs> right next to the blip bloppity bloop shirts at Celebration. I want a Rick McCallum shirt with that quote on it. Because really, that's what Celebration's all about. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Thank you, Cad Bane's Bounty. Thank you, Travis A. Moore, him, Alpaca, and Zenodo. Thank you so much. This is fucking awesome. Yeah! Thank you. 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 Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Check out Blast Points Podcast on our website, blastpointspodcast.com. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Sign up for the Facebook Super Chill Group where it's 24-7 Blast Points craziness. And if you want to support the show even more, go ahead and sign up for our Patreon and get a few bonus episodes every month uh, and help out the show so we can keep making all this madness. There's a new Patreon episode coming out, I think, this Friday, right? Yes, on the 15th. There'll be a new commentary. Mm-hmm, and it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's a hot one. Will it be controversial? Maybe. Will it be awesome? Definitely. Yeah. Though only the best. Only the good stuff. But as far as episode 158... DJ, spotlight on DJ. It's about all we got. I hope you had fun. Hope you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> hope you blipped, you blopped and you blooped while you were listening. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> all right. Bye bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. What's your story, Roundy? Once you got the buzzer wires. What? 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 What's your story, Roundy? I can do it. Guys, I can do it. I can do it. Did you do this? Maybe. Got to do it.